0: Good morning, and welcome to the Fourth Love of Lore podcast. I am your host Harvey, and today we are going to be talking about a very, very special character in the League of Legends universe, Oriana, the Clockwork Girl. She is an actual champion in the game, so we're doing a little something a little bit different than last week with Ledros, but Oriana is a girl who was once human and then became a mechanical creation. And her story might be explored a little bit in Season 2 of Arcane. So, grab yourself a poro snack, and let's hang out and talk about Oriana, the Clockwork Girl. Oriana grew up in the city of Piltover, the daughter of an artificer. Artificers create artificial limbs for the crippled and for those that wanted to replace their limbs with something a bit more sturdy. She had a very adventurous heart and wanted to go and explore the world around her, but her father is very protective of her and kept her very close to his shop. Uh, one thing they enjoyed doing together was going to the theater, where she was absolutely astounded by the different dancers that would come from different regions and perform there at the theater, which is why her dance emote is a ballet, uh, is her doing ballet. It, it ties into that story a bit. Um, one day when she was working with her father, they heard of a disaster that happened in one of the chemical plants down in Saan, causing a huge explosion and making it so that the some of the citizens in Piltover couldn't breathe. Oriana had a really kind heart, so she begged her father to go and try and help those that might be suffering down there. Her father told her no because Zahn was a very dangerous place. It is a very dangerous place. Um, But back then it was called the Undercity. But it's Zahn for the purposes of this. Um, Her father told her no because it was an incredibly dangerous place. And he didn't want his daughter, who he could barely let go a block away from his shop, go all the way down to the Undercity, even if it was to help those who were in need. So Oriana disobeys her father, waits until he's asleep, and then sneaks out of the house to take a bunch of respirators and breathers to the people of Zaun, who were breathing in poisonous gas. She passed them out uh, until she had only one left that she was using. Then she saw this little girl who was struggling to breathe, and Oriana took the breather off of her own face and gave it to the little girl. But in doing so, she uh, breathed in the Poisonous chemicals of the Zon underworld. And when she returned to her father, her father was absolutely dismayed that his daughter had disobeyed him like that. And within a couple of weeks, her lungs started to fail because they had inhaled so much of the poisonous gas. So her father, being an artificer and an inventor, decided to make um, artificial lungs for her but because they were clockwork artificial lungs, because Hextech hadn't really been too developed at this point, um, he had to wind them up in order to keep the lungs going, which means that Oriana couldn't really go anywhere. She had to stay with her father in the shop because her father had to constantly wind up her lungs. And you see that in the character's actual character model. She winds up herself throughout the gameplay because that's how she breathes. So they were able to get the poison out of her lungs but the poison spread through the rest of her body so slowly but surely her father started making new limbs for her um replacing the old human limbs that were getting poisoned and and she was dying with and replacing them with clockwork mechanical body parts um until the only thing she had left was a human heart um a little bit further down the road uh, a couple years later her father started having a heart condition of his own and he started to die. Um, Oriana, being an inventor herself, as she'd spent so much time with her father, um, tried to sell our uh, little figurines and dolls that she would create in order to try and raise money to try and save her father. However, that kind of um, business venture didn't quite make a lot of money so in complete desperation she went down to the undercity to meet with the chem baron and the chem baron ended up selling to her a hextech heart um those are incredibly rare as you can imagine uh so sh- right as she was paying the uh the cam she realized she wouldn't have enough money so uh she decided to invest in that hextech heart and build a casing around it. And that is now the ball that um, Orion uses for combat. It's a Hextech heart that holds her, her tech heart. And in, um, before she completely gave up her human heart to save her father, um, she designed the ball to help assist in the surgery that would need to take place. So she put her father under, gave her own heart to save his, or to replace with his, and in doing so, she gave up the very last of her humanity. So this begs the question. Um, and one thing, one of the things that the right um, narrative writers want to explore with this character is the ship of Theseus debate. So if you don't know the ship of Theseus debate, the, the, it, it essentially goes: If every plank of wood was replaced on Theseus's ship, is it still Theseus's ship? Um, The idea being that if, here with Oriana, if every single part of her that was human was replaced with a mechanical... um, with something that was mechanical, is it still the same little girl? Even if she doesn't have any human DNA whatsoever. Is it now a robot, or is she now a human? Or is there still, like, a little piece of humanity left inside her, which she gives up when she gives her father her heart? So that is the story of Oriana now. She leaves her father to explore the city of Piltover and roam wherever she wants to go now because there's nothing really tying her anywhere. And that's where the story kind of leaves off right now. However, we got some very interesting information in the very last episode of Arcane. Well, a couple, I guess not really necessarily It's kind of confirmed, not really confirmed, but it's very heavily implied in the very last episode of Arcane. But spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen Arcane, I recommend you stop the podcast, hop onto Netflix, watch all 10 episodes or nine episodes, nine episodes. All nine episodes of Arcane, because Riot did a phenomenal job with the show. um, And there's so much good stuff in there. But you've been warned. Spoilers in three, two, one. So Singe or uh, um Silco brings Jinx and lays her on the table. And there's a whole scene that goes through where Singe is trying to save Jinx. And there's a bit of dialogue he says to Silco where he says, like, don't worry, I had a like I had a daughter at one point. a lot of people thought like oh who's singed daughter who who could possibly be singed daughter um keep in mind that um i'll go into this a little bit further but i kind of want to just point out that in the very final episode when there's like the last little portion that shows where all the characters are you see warwick hanging from the rafters which we all know in the well which I will cover in another episode. Um, maybe talking about Warwick's lore. But... Um, Singe is part of the reason why Warwick exists. He experimented on him. And brought him to life. But... That can easily... Distract you from the fact that Singed is holding in his hand a locket. And in that locket, you see a little girl. Which heavily implies that that's his daughter. If you compare the little girl's face with what Oriana looks like, they're very similar. Same hairstyle, same facial structure. One looks like it's the human version of Oriana. So, that implies that her father is Singed. And Singed uh Singe's daughter is Oriana which would be very interesting because it would it really just imply that and, and there's other stuff that really points towards this as well um Singe mentions that he was once a scientist in Piltover but Piltover couldn't handle the experiments he wanted to do um which i mean if you're if you're turning your daughter from a human to a mechanical being I'm sure the citizens of Piltover would find that to be an abomination, but it's neither here nor there. Um, So he no longer got along with Heimerdinger and and instead went to the undersea to perform his experiments. Then if you look at Rio, which is the giant salamander creature that um, Victor helps singe with in, In the couple episodes of Arcane where that creature is brought up, it shares a very similar fate. It's a very healthy creature, and then when it starts to die, Sinch has it all hooked up to all these different machines. And he says to Victor a line about the um, mutation must survive, and how he's very focused on, I don't care what the quality of life would be worse, I'm all about keeping the results. So it's very similar where... Um, Oriana, his daughter, was dying, and he hooked her up to machines, transferred her body parts until she was a mechanical being. So, I would be very interested to see where Riot is going to take this character, and where um, the story is going to possibly go, especially... Especially because the story of Arcane is very much the story of family. And it's something that's very similar. And um, I'm going to cross over to a little bit about Star Wars here. But a lot of these stories that are very timeless all involve family. Because it's something that almost everyone can relate to. Whether you have a good family or a bad family. Um, Family or or the struggles and dynamics between families is a universal... um, a universal common thread. So, because Arcane has the whole dynamic between Vander having his adopted kids, being a father to Jinx and Powder, and then we see the relationship between the sisters, Bai and Jinx, I'm sure it's going to be... T- and even um, Mel and her mom from Noxus. they there's a lot of family dynamics here. Victor Victor, and his, um, Victor being an orphan, uh, but he looks to Singe to be almost like a, a scientist um, and a mentor to him, almost like an adopted father. And then we see Jace, his mother, we see Caitlin and her family. Family is just a very important um, theme in the arcane universe. So seeing, uh, they wouldn't just have singe, throw out a line like I had a daughter once too, and then show a photo of a girl that looks very similar to Oriana if they weren't going to try and explore that character or explore that theme of a, a father doing everything that he thought was best for his daughter and his daughter's reaction to all of that. And his daughter leaving could very well have been the moment that broke singe and what's funny is i keep saying singe but singe is more of a nickname that he got after that explosion uh oriana's father's name was corin so corin Revick. corin seeing his daughter had left and i guess i guess really there's one way we're gonna really see what happens here is if um, when Oriana Cor- when, uh, left, she left her father with a figurine that she was trying to sell in order to raise money for his heart operation. Maybe we'll get a chance to see something like that in the background, but only time will tell. And who knows, by the time you listen to this, season two could be out already and we'll have had all the answers answered. And that pretty much wraps up what we're going to talk about with Oriana. Oriana doesn't really have too much going on with her. She's one of those champions very similar to Shaco that doesn't really have a ton of lore. Um, I wish she would have a little bit more lore. Um, she's a very interesting character. But she has one short story where she goes to a festival, I believe, and ends up seeing another uh, autonomy, um behind a glass case. She, uh, long story short, she falls in love with him because she thinks she, that he's just like her, and when she tries to free him, it turns out he's just a robot that's following his um his programming, and she leaves feeling very upset. So, in terms of what we can talk about, Oriana, I've covered pretty much everything. Um, so it's a little bit of a shorter episode today, but I want to go ahead and thank you guys for hanging out with me, for talking about the lore, um, and just for being so loyal. The numbers have been really great for this podcast, so that's been very encouraging. I'm glad that I'm reaching the right people, um, people that are very interested in lore. Uh, So to end off this episode, I want to go ahead and give you guys recommended reading. Um, Actually, no, because this episode talks so heavily about Arcane. Uh, I recommend you guys go, and uh, if you have Netflix, go ahead and hop on Netflix if you haven't seen already, or even if you have seen already. It's a great show to just binge and watch again. I think I've seen the show maybe five times, um, but check out Arcane on Netflix. You won't be disappointed. It really gives you a great glimpse into Zahn and Piltover and really brings alive the world that I'm talking about. did a phenomenal job with this they've won all sorts of awards with it and season two can't come soon enough so my recommended listening is or recommended viewing is arcane uh thank you guys so much for taking the time to hang out with me today i'm not sure what i'll talk about next week but i'm really enjoying making these episodes for you guys especially because the Um, reactions are so great. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Next week is going to be Christmas. So I might put out a very special Christmas Eve episode. I'm not sure yet, but stay tuned and we'll find out together. Talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your week and Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.